Welcome to This Grit and Grace Life. You've got questions, we've got answers. From the boardroom to the bedroom, car lines to college, single, married, or single again, we're bringing real answers to help you live and love your grit and grace life. Welcome to This Grit and Grace Life. I'm Darlene Brock. Hey, girl, hey. I am still Julie Bender. I know, Julie. I know you're still Julie Bender, but it's been a while since we've It's been a hot minute. I feel like I should reintroduce myself to you. (laughs) (laughs) I know. It has. It's been months. So, you know, we're going to start back from our absence, not our absence in releasing podcasts, but our absence from each other with a podcast just talking about our lives. All about us. Please don't tune tune off. (laughs) (laughs) It should be fun. All right. So since we're going to talk about our lives, I thought maybe we would start this with life in general and what is being said by people on the internet. Some entertaining little (laughs) tidbits. Let's do it. Okay. So Jack Handy said, before you criticize someone, you should walk a mile in their shoes. That way, when you criticize them, you are a mile away from them and you have their shoes. (laughs) It's a fresh take. I really like that, actually. Okay, how about this one? Uh, Ellen DeGeneres said this, never follow anyone else's paths unless you're in the woods and you're lost and you see a path. Then by all means, follow that path. Uh, Sounds very Ellen. Insomnia sharpens your math skills because you spend all night calculating how much sleep you'll get if you're able to fall asleep right now. Do you do that? But yes, I read that. I was like, oh my gosh, I don't really have insomnia. I am one of those people who can like, my head hits the pillow and one, two, three, she's out. (laughs) I know, but I'm married to an insomniac. And during pregnancy, that's a common thing. So I can remember pretty recently like, okay, but if I fall asleep now and now and now and now and oh my gosh, now I'm only going to get two hours. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's the worst. I have decided that if I get a four hour block, I'm good. Just four straight hours. That's all I need. An hour before it, hour after it. That's fine. But give me at least four hours. I'm not good with sleep. Did you sleep four hours last night at least? I did. You go girl. You're ready to go. I am. Being a mom means never buying the right amount of produce. Either everyone suddenly loves grapes and a week's worth is eaten in one afternoon or fruit flies are congregating around my rotting bananas. Now that's lessons from a minivan and it is so true. So true. the, The struggle is really real when buying any sort of produce. Okay, this is actually me right now, and I kind of want to cry, but it's okay. I'm at a place in my life when errands are starting to count as going out. (laughs) <laughs> this is legit my life right now, Dar. And I was like, wait, is this, was she trying to hurt me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. There are seasons like that. It's a Not season much you can though, do. right? Yeah, it is a season. That's yeah. my next tattoo. It's a season. <laughs> <laughs> Here's another one that I actually like. I prefer not to think before speaking. I like being as surprised as everyone else by what comes out of my mouth. Now that's real for me. I, will- I mean, same. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm going to embrace that instead of being embarrassed by it. I'm going to frame it and hang it in my bedroom and see if my husband thinks like, oh, okay, that's a thing. It's not just my (laughs) wife. Cool. All right. Damien Fay. How do you say that last name? What do you Uh, think, Dar? Fahey. 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 Yeah. Damien. Our friend Damien. How about that? Okay. Damien. We're not sure how to say his last name. 
said, I'd like to have a kid, but I'm not sure I'm ready to spend 10 years of my life constantly asking someone where his shoes are. (laughs) And isn't that the truth? Shoes. Yeah. So so many, you could really fill in the blank with so many things, but yeah, I mean, that's really should be what we should be asking young women who really start getting that baby fever. (laughs) (laughs) Very true. All right. I personally love this one. It comes from Cher. She said, some guy said to me, don't you think you're too old to sing rock and roll? I said, you better check with Mick Jagger. Boom. Boom. (laughs) Mic drop. (laughs) Well, I mean, that's, you know, some fun tidbits from the internet. And like we said, it's been a few months since we've been together. So we wanted to just kind of catch each other up on what's been going on in our lives, but also pull from some wisdom that we know we've gained from our own personal grit and grace lives over the last several decades each in hopes that we can encourage one another as we go on to face the rest of this year in our own grit and grace lives. So to do that, we realize that relationships with one another are really vital to a successful life. Um, and it's really important to us. So we're going to be a little bit vulnerable, not like we aren't usually vulnerable because we kind of say things that sometimes I go, Oh, I can't believe I said that (laughs) again. Let's (laughs) celebrate it. But we are going to go behind the door of our lives, the good, the bad, the magnificent, and even just what makes us us. All right, Julie, I'm going to let you start first. What does a day in your life look like? Uh, want, want. These days it's a little less exciting and entertaining. And I mean, not to go all the way there right away, but I feel like that's part of what I'm struggling through right now. My days are not, they're just not as exciting as they used to be, but that's okay. It's just a season coming to my inner wrist soon. Um, (laughs) I get up whenever my daughter chooses to get up. (sighs) The last few mornings that's been 5 a.m., Oh, which is a hard pass for me, actually. Um, So I get up with her. I get my son to school. Rev and I go to the gym. And then I spend the rest of the day really trying to calculate how she's going to get the sleep that she needs. I am very much on the Rev's naps run the day life. So I'm very in the thick of mom life, trying to make sure my kids get where they need to be. Really, Rev gets wherever Lincoln needs to be and somehow gets enough food and sleep along the way. So I chase my kids around and there's some sort of activity. Lincoln is playing baseball um, and he's also starting to drive a junior dragster. So we're working that into our life. And oh, by the way, my husband still has his own business. I think he would prefer that I say we have a business. I had that epiphany the other day. I think Mm -hmm. I'm supposed to say we have a business. You do. Yeah. But the way I think it is says a message of in itself. So we have our own business. I'm supposed to help him with that. So sometimes I work that in. Sometimes I drop balls. Good times there. That is a day <laughs> in my life. Yeah. And again, Julie, you're right. It is a season. It is a season. But don't, you know, don't feel bad about it. I mean, I exhausting, yes. But it is a season that's very important. It is a time that you are doing the things that your family needs, and it will change, as is my life. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I basically wake up in the morning whenever I get that last hour of sleep Mm -hmm. and start with two to three cups of coffee just to get me going. Um, My mornings begin with my Bible study, my 
time in God's word because I can't. And I know yours d- does too, Julie, at least. Uh, probably with two if, children in yeah, the room distracting exactly. me. But you and know, it is guys, what it is. Yep. There is nothing, honestly, there's a balance to that yep. because there have been many seasons where I've gone, I have not read anything for four days. Yeah. In fact, I've actually just been able to breathe and keep people alive. Yeah. That's good enough. Um, but I try to do that and I'm at a place where now I can, nobody's really interrupting my morning except my husband who wants to discuss whatever it is he wants to discuss (laughs) because he was up an hour before me and he's already talking. Um, and then, you know, I'll go from projects to projects to grit and grace work to normal life. Mine's pretty simple. Although my adult daughters, I'm involved in their life as much yeah. as I possibly can. And you get your noni responsibilities. In I there. have my noni responsibilities, which I treasure. I love my grandkids and all the spit and snot that they <laughs> smear all over me. I can still deal with it. So it's kind of my world. Yeah. Kind of my world. I mean, like you said, we're both busy in very, very different ways. And once in a while, we get together to talk on our mics together to hopefully. One, keep me sane, if we're being honest, <laughs> um, and hopefully serve you know our friends who listen here, and you're still writing and producing over at gritandgracelife.com, which keeps you very, very busy. So yeah, I mean, that's a little bit of what we're doing, but we want to kind of peel the layers back a little bit and kind of talk m- macro some of the life lessons that if we were to look back you know, what were things that we recognized that at the time maybe we could have done differently and our life would have gone a different way or we know we couldn't have done it differently, but we recognize that that thing or that series of things that happened at a certain crossroads in our lives made a big difference for us. Yep. So when you look back at things that you did or said or even things that you wore (laughs) in times gone by, Um, You might think, I wouldn't do that again, or why in the world did I do it? And I'm going to touch on two of those. (laughs) One is, I was a product of the 70s, but then I entered the 80s and subjected myself to looking like the bangles, okay? You know, (laughs) the big shoulder pads, the big hair, the big earrings, the big everything. I'm saying... Don't do that ever, ever, ever again. Please, please. In the history of fashion, leave that one behind. But another one I did, Julie, when my bands were on the road and they would call at 2 a.m. or anybody would call at 2 a.m. And the first thing they would ask, and I have no idea why, they would ask, did I wake you up? (laughs) And I would say, no, of course you didn't. I was wide awake. I was lying. <laughs> well, I was absolutely lying. Why in the world did I do that? Why did I feel the need to say, oh, no, it's fine. You didn't wake me. No, I'm a human being. I actually need sleep. And you better, absolutely better be having a crisis right now. But, you know, being old as I am right now, I would say exactly those words. Not, no, I'm fine. But maybe they knew that you didn't sleep very much. And so they thought, hey, maybe I caught you right before you were about to fall asleep. That could be it. That could be it. Oh, that's funny. All right. Um, Well, this was like a really big question. And I was not sure in all of my 39 years where I was supposed to go with that. But I think kind of processing through where I am currently in my life, the the thing that came to mind is I wish that I didn't spend all of the money 
that I spent getting my nails done specifically, (laughs) this is weird, specifically during my college years. Like I look back and realize that I got my nails done every two weeks, my entire college career. So four years of getting my nails done every two weeks. I wish I had spent that money on a therapist then. Can you think of how different I would be? If instead of investing in my nails, I invested <laughs> in my trauma brain, like what in the actual, that would have been awesome. So if you're 18 right now, don't go get your nails done. Get a freaking therapist. <laughs> or if you're 22 or if you're 25, it's true. Or if you're 29. Yeah. <laughs> That's really wisdom speaking, Julie. I don't know. Um, and then the other one, I look back and think if I could know now what I didn't know then, or thought I knew and didn't actually know, because <laughs> I think that's actually the real truth. Yeah. Um, I had a long-term significant friendship that died shortly after my husband died. And at the time, it felt like, you know, obviously my whole life was turning upside down. Everything in my life was completely different. Um, you know, and I went through a metamorphosis and I had to refine myself. And, you know, I trauma, trauma. Um And so one of my important friendships just didn't make it out of that season, Um, which at the time it it made sense to me. And, and even now I can understand and I can see how it happened. But now that time has passed, I wish I didn't let that happen. Mm. Yeah. I think we all have relationships like that, Julie. I have, I have a friend who I thought we would be at my age sitting on rocking chairs by each other and, just drinking whatever it is we wanted to drink and, you know, (laughs) laughing at the dumbest things because we always did. But that relationship had a death too. And that's sad. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you can fix it. Sometimes you can hold on to it. And sometimes you can't. Yeah. And that's why I say, like, I realized like at the time, I don't know that I, I could have heard that there was any way to fix it or that I should have. But looking back, I'm like, "Hmm, I do wish that I had tried a couple more things. See, the thing I go to at this point is I absolutely, we absolutely believe there will be life after this one. And all the crap that we've held against each other Mm. or the broken relationships will no longer be broken. And I figure then I'll find a rocking chair and (laughs) sit by her and go, you know, we were pretty stupid that year, weren't we? (laughs) For sure. All right. I know I've had several points in my life that totally changed the trajectory, Mm. completely changed what I thought was going to happen to something entirely different. And I know you did too, Julie. I mean, just a few dozen for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So give us a couple of them or one, your call. Um, I mean, I think for me, obviously, uh, over the years that we've been doing this show, which, I mean, what, we're at six now? Is it six? Oh, we are, yeah. I think it's six years. I think so. Um, at the time of recording. I don't I don't actually know when this is coming out because that's your job. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But I, I know that I've shared parts of my story. But to answer this question, I, I would say the first kind of big life crossroads for me is when I moved away from my mom and or whoever of my mom's friends was taking care of me. Um, When I was a toddler, I was three years old um, and moved to Southwest Florida to be raised by my great-grandmother. And there have been many, many, many times over my years of life that I've thought, I wonder what it would have been like if I hadn't been given that opportunity. Mm. Um, But I've also shared, you know, in my 
Julie story episodes. We could probably link to it in the show notes where I talk in depth about what that was really like. There are also times where I'm like, I wonder what it would have been like if I hadn't, you know, if I hadn't had somewhere else to go, but also what would it have been like if I went somewhere even healthier than that? Like what if we could, they could have found a better option? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, yes, I was taken out of what would have been horrible and put into something that was just bad. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but yeah. it is what it is. And I'm, I, I'm here today who I am as a result of those things. And, and I guess I would just put that Jesus bandaid over this whole conversation. You know, I could look through all of my life mistakes and all of my, you know, insecurities and areas that I still need healing and recognize God knows all of it. Mm -hmm. He allowed all these things to happen in my life and he still has a plan for where I'm going to go in spite of, and because of those things. So I don't want to get down on myself. I want to just say, all right, well, you know, what, what can I learn from these things and where can I fess up that I know I still need more learning? You know, it, there are two pivotal points that hit us in life and multiple times. One is like you said, um, your decisions were made for you. You were a toddler, so obviously you couldn't make them, but circumstances and people made decisions that affected your life. Mm -hmm. I, the one that I think of, is a decision that I made mm -hmm. when I was probably 22. And I was at a decision point of leaving one place in my life. I was running a campground at that point, and I was ready to move on because I was always ready to move on to something new. And I had two choices. One was uh, a missionary family that had come to the grounds that asked me if I would move to Spain with them to assist them in what they did, help with their family, uh, just kind of, I was a single girl, you know, footloose, fancy free. Mm -hmm. And I could have gone with them to Spain and just partnered with them on what they were doing. They were a British family. I absolutely loved them. I made their children say things multiple times like, I want vinegar with me chips. What do you want, Wesley? I want vinegar. <laughs> it just kept making them repeat it because I would laugh. Um, but they asked me to go. Then the other avenue that was presented to me was moving to Nashville to be part of the music business working for my, who eventually became my husband. Hmm. And at that point in time, either road. I was completely going, okay, I'll, I don't it's know. It's an adventure. Either yeah, way. either one looks yeah. like fun. Do I want to live in Spain or do I want to live in Nashville? And I don't even know why, except the prodding of God, that I went to Nashville and ended up. Did on, you know Spanish? No. I didn't that, know. Was that part of it? No. I, okay. No. You're like, whatever. Yeah, I'll figure <laughs> I'll it figure out. I'll figure it out. That's so you. <laughs> yeah. I, that didn't scare me. And they didn't, you know, they didn't frighten me. They were delightful people. But I went to Nashville, which set me on the course that was a whole lot of the rest of my life. For sure. Interesting. Um, I had another one that was kind of in that season of life, too. You know, I chose when I graduated high school, you know, I had kind of made it through that really rough time in my grandmother's home. And then it was like you said, I'm footloose and fancy free. Where am I going to go? You know, and I had opportunities to go all over the state of Florida to go to school. But I chose to stay in the hometown that I was raised in, you know, outside of granny's home, but I, I chose to stay and go to the local university, which was not cool at the time. Now FGCU is like a real valid yeah. place that people try to get into locally and can't. But at the time it felt like the easy route. 
Um, but I really remember choosing to stay where I had some roots because I knew I needed the stability of being in a place where I had a, I had a full-time job at the time that I felt like I need that security because I'm very responsible for myself, you know, had financially been responsible for myself for a while. And I knew starting school, I'm like, I don't want to be in a whole new city, not knowing anyone, not knowing anything. And I remember being kind of ashamed of that decision because it, like I said, it wasn't cool to stay and go to FGCU at the time, but I can see how the Lord opened so many doors for me and really was the beginning of getting to know him on such a deeper level. And I'm so thankful that I, you know, faced that fear of being lame <laughs> and staying um, to go to FGCU because I recognize that so many things about my relationship with God would not have been. But of course, we then would say God would have found me, you know, somewhere else. But mm-hmm. I believe that he chose to allow me to be here um, primarily for getting to know him in a more intimate way. And then I entered a whole new different difficult season of my life, but with him. So there's that. Yeah. No, I think it's interesting when all of us, every single person can look back and say, this changed my life this way, or these circumstances forced it to change. And ultimately, as women of faith, we can say, but no matter what, God did bring the best out of it. He brought the best out of me by putting me where I ended up being. Yeah, and sometimes there was a lot of bad of me in the midst of that. <laughs> let's, let's be real. Okay, wisdom. I know you're a lot wiser than you were, as am I. And I know we have a long way to go to say we really understand everything and we probably never will. But what wisdom have you gained since you were 20? I mean, okay, so I'm looking at these questions and I'm like feeling like, do I have anything to offer for any of Yes, you do. But like I said, I'm just kind of in a, I feel like I'm in a season of like needing to find my confidence again. And so I'm reading these questions. I'm like, well, maybe Dar will go first. (laughs) She's two decades older than me. She'll have good answers. She's had more time since she was 20. But then I was like, holy crap. It's been almost 20 years since I was 20. What is even happening? Yeah, but okay, I am going to go first. Here's my first piece of wisdom. All of the messiness and the mess ups and the challenges are for a good reason. Mm -hmm. They are for a purpose to make you stronger, kinder, more compassionate, and more like the God you serve. So my wisdom today that I would have told my 20-year-old, yeah, you know all those screw-ups you're going to do in the next how many years? They're actually going to make you better and who you are meant to be. Okay, well, maybe conversely, I actually wrote down after thinking about this that I would have told my 20-year-old self that you don't actually know it all yet, and that's okay. So coming out of the chaos of my childhood and feeling like, I did it. I got out. I survived. I took care of myself. Like really, I'm like, you did. I survived some, some stuff. We don't say that on this podcast, but I (laughs) might've said a different word on mine. You survived some stuff. And so there was an element of like, you, you're okay. You got this. And I would have told my 20 year old self, like, that's awesome that you survived that go get therapy. (laughs) How many times can I say that? Can I put my better help link in the show notes of this podcast? Um, but go get some help because you still have so much to learn. And now's the time. Now's the time to learn. 
It's okay. It's exciting. It's a good time to go and learn. Like, yes, you're an adult now, but that doesn't mean you know everything and you're not supposed to. Now's the time to start figuring some things out. You know, I think there is this misconception in the world today, and that's you have all the answers Mm -hmm. or you have answers. And you don't. Mm -hmm. You really don't. I see it in poor mothers, young mothers right now who are going, but I didn't feed them right. I didn't do this right. I didn't. They are saying I should do this. I should test them this way. I should act this way. They should be acting this way. Oh, no, they're not doing this yet. They're not walking yet. They're not talking yet. They're not whatever yet. I must be failing at something. And the reality is that that's not real life. Mm -hmm. Real life is there's a really good way to do a lot of things, and there are really different many times. Mm -hmm. You can do a lot of great things different ways. So, you know, the fact that we think we should have it all figured out, we shouldn't and don't. Mm -hmm. And in addition to that, there's not just one answer for so many different subjects. It is very personal. Yeah. So I feel like that's what I would tell my 20 year old self. I would also tell her that your weight is not the most important thing about you. Just think if I had learned that at 20 instead of at like 36, I would have saved some money and some stress as well. So there's that. I met a lady at Chick-fil-A. She was behind the counter and I was looking at the board and I said, I wish they wouldn't put all the calories up there because it makes me think too much about what I want and what I should eat. And she said, I never have had a scale in my house and I have raised two daughters without scales. Interesting. And told them, we don't need a scale. Yeah. We don't need anything to tell us what we should or shouldn't be. We just need to eat what we want and eat well and be happy with ourselves. And I'm like... I had four scales in my house. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. But I thought it was wisdom on her part. For sure. Yeah. Now that we've kind of hit some of our past things and what we've learned, what would you say your current priorities are? What matters to you now that maybe you didn't realize when you were younger would matter to you? Well, again, this is an interesting episode because we're coming from a place where I'm like basically asking myself all of these questions again. And so... I see that question on the paper and I, and I recognize about myself still at 39 freaking years old. Ah, <sighs> it's good. Yeah. I actually don't care that I'm 39. I okay, mean, I do good. think that is the power of the thirties. Like yeah. you do start to you care do. a little bit less about that. For sure. Um, ask me again in six months, how I feel about being almost 40, you know, whatever. But I know that I want to say that God is my top priority. I feel like I have to say that. And I don't know if people who know me would say that. But I want to say, God, my marriage, my kids are my priorities. Would those people say that? I don't know. So that's how I answer this question. And I feel like you want to help me unpack that. But how do you answer it, Dar? <laughs> yeah, um, two things. Th- those are the obvious. And Julie, they are your priority. They They really are. Because you want them to be. Not because... You're perfect at it, not because I'm perfect at it, not because we do it all right, because there's not necessarily an all right in most of those subjects, Um, but because you care about it. But what I would add to that is don't sweat all the stuff. (laughs) Don't worry about all the 
the little things in your life. You know, I, I think I said before, my aunt, my favorite aunt that passed away last year, said, don't sweat the small stuff. And most of life is the small stuff. Yeah. And I think often we go, are we following God right? Are we doing it the way we should? Are we loving our husband? Or are we treating our partner right? Are we the mother to our children? Um, are we doing it well? Are we the mother we should be? The answer is yes and no. <laughs> and that's perfectly okay. That's perfectly all right. That doesn't mean you're not doing it. That just means you're doing it as a human being in the way that honestly honors God because your heart says, I want to, hmm. not because you do it all perfectly well. Okay, yes. Yes and amen. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. So with that said, what would you say your priorities are? It's actually pretty simple. Um, I just want to wake up every day, get through my day, and if I go to bed at night and end up hours. waking up in heaven yeah. mm -hmm. instead of on this earth, mm -hmm. I want God to look at me and go, yesterday was a good day. Mm. I don't want any more than that. I don't even need, well done, my faithful, good and faithful servant. <laughs> I just need, yesterday was a good day. So my mornings when I wake up, I go, Lord, help me make it a good day. Not a perfect day, not a brilliant day, but a good day. Well, alrighty then. I mean, I guess my goal is to get to that phase and season of life. I mean, we've joked about for the entirety of the show. One of the reasons we even started the show is we thought it would be interesting to have two women who have some similarities but are walking in very different um, seasons of life mm -hmm. to freaking overuse that phrase, but we are at different timelines even. Um, and I think that there's so much we can learn from each other. And so oftentimes it feels like I get to learn more from you. So thank you for that. Um, but it is, it is refreshing and encouraging and brings some hope to think if the Lord tarries and one, he doesn't return, Jesus doesn't come back here any minute because you know looking around it's like oh, it might be happening any second <laughs> True. or you know people have said that for centuries they've uh -huh. thought I'm living in the end times and so if God allows me to continue to live you know another 10 years or so and I'm sitting in your position I would hope to be able to live that way simply and single-mindedly and hopefully like you're talking about well and I think Julie you say I I maybe give you more than you give me that is so not true that is so not true. Uh, the richness of your life, your, you know, you always say, I needed therapy, I needed therapy, but I have watched you walk through so much with strength and grace and grit and grace, as we say, <laughs> um, that it inspires me, that it encourages me. And I know there have been seasons where you feel like it's not going all that well, but you know what? It's true of all of us. Mm -hmm. And I think it, at the end of the day, what we would want to encourage anyone who's listening to this is we need each other. We need to encourage one another. We need to share the wisdom that we've gained with one another. But even more than that, we just need to sit and go, you know what? You're okay. We really, I really like you. And here's why. Yeah. Here's why you are a special and amazing woman. And I think when we do that then we're fulfilling a whole big part of God's call on our life. So, so true.
Well, I love this verse that you picked to wrap us up today. Will you read it for us, Dar? I will. It comes from 1 Thessalonians 5.11. Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up, just as you are doing. It's exactly what you and I are doing with each other, and we hope that this has been an encouragement to you as you've listened. And maybe you can think of a friend that you want to pass this episode along to so that she can find more encouragement as well. Be sure to check the show notes as there'll be links and resources for further encouragement about some of the things that we've talked about, and we can't wait to be with you next time. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of This Grit and Grace Life. Make sure you've subscribed and rated and reviewed the show so more friends can find us. You can also share about this episode on your social media or send it to a friend you think it could help. You can find everything we talked about in this episode on our website, gritandgracelife.com, where you'll also find plenty of other articles from other women answering questions you may have.